We would like to welcome you to our weekly broadcast of Harvest Worship Center's Sunday morning celebration service. We hope and pray that you will receive something from the Lord today. And we ask you to stay tuned at the end of the message for more information concerning our church. Again, thank you for joining us today. Is one of the, is, is a miracle in itself, but uh, we're going to share some from the book of John today, and we're going to be in John John four, and we're going to be in John chapter seven today. But um, I, I was praying about what to share, and I'm going to tell you something. This week is just uh, for like many of you, we've been busy. Uh, you say, well, you ain't got much water out there. Uh, we've moved about 24 pallets. Uh, I did some counting up last night. 24 pallets of water have went out of here. Not to mention cleaning supplies, buckets, and all kinds of stuff to try to help people in our community. Um, and I am thankful that we work together as the body of Christ in all the locations that we're helping out to try to be a difference during this time. And I just want to thank uh, all of you that volunteered from Harvest. You, you, you came out, you helped uh, in any way, you, you uh, participated. Uh, I will just say don't, don't uh, take rest yet because uh, we, we still got a little bit ahead of us before we're through this because drinking water is still going to be an issue over the next uh, little bit and uh, so we are going to still keep our distribution areas open uh, we don't know exactly uh, the days and the hours we may not be open with well, this week we may be open uh, every day but uh, the churches are trying to coordinate so that we are um, open the same times so that if people in each area no one gets overwhelmed everybody has water to drink and things to drink. And if you are here today and you didn't, you, you're running low on drinking water, uh, it's self-serve today. So as you leave, you can grab a couple of cases per household if you uh, need that. And there's also sanitizing wipes, just some uh, all kinds of things that maybe you need. Uh, please don't think that you can't get that just because we're not out there handing it to you. Um, we will make sure you get that. But um, I, I've been, I, was, I was, because of what was going on, uh, I think I figured up. I've been doing 14-hour days out there, so uh, it has not been a lot of sermon prep time for me. It's, you know, so it's like, okay, um, it's going to be one of them old school letter rip tater chip type sermons. So, um, but no, I, 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 God doesn't operate that way with me. So about 4 a.m., me and God got up and did a little talking because He began to speak to me through the midst of this about some things that I feel like you need to hear and I need to hear. And I want to just tell you, I am over overwhelmed at watching the unity among the churches um, and something we have been praying for, something I shared with you a few months ago that God said that harvest is to be a catalyst for that, that we are to promote that, we are to push for that, and I am so thankful um, that we have been a part of of that, and uh, it was funny. I mean, you know, because you've got Lord help, Baptist and Pentecostals working side by side. Who would ever thought about that? And uh, it was funny because I went to pick up a pallet of stuff from Central Community. Me and Steve uh, rode up there in my truck, and they had a pallet of stuff we needed, and they had more than they needed. They said, "Come get it." And uh, Brandon and uh, Pastor Stephen, uh, who will be with us in the eleven o'clock service, uh, was uh, out there and Brandon hollered out to all his volunteers, look out, there's a Pentecostal on the ground. I said, clear some space, I'll show you how to holy roll. So anyway, um, anyhow, <laughs> but you know, the unity and the connection that God has birthed through this, look out, Satan. That's all I got. Give God some praise for that. I'm telling you, look out, Satan. 
because God has done some great things. I got to share a little, a, a few things that I was going to share last week uh, before we had to cancel things because the water just wouldn't stop, and uh, uh, so uh, there's just a few things. I, I we had our communion service uh, last uh, Wednesday or week, you know, week ago Wednesday, and uh, we we kind of finished out our 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 August fast, and uh, it was just a powerful time of corporate fasting over helping us get our new uh, building built, get our new ministry center underway, uh, met with the board a couple of weeks ago and on Sunday, and my challenge was that this church has always seen God move when we move. Um, it is heaven reacts to our, our faith and that the Lord had challenged me that, that we had to act in some way. We had to start doing some things. So the board passed that we go ahead and pursue architectural plans. Now, that's a, the drawing that Brother Jeff did, and he did a great job to give us an idea of what we want. But you got to build, you got to have a nice little seal uh, on that from an architect uh, or the, you can't build it. And so that's quite expensive, and, and uh, that, that's another blessing that I hope to report on in the another week or two that God is, God's working on that, uh, as well. And, and, uh, I don't want to jump ahead of God, but uh, I, I'm telling you, God's working on that part of it, but we passed to do that. And we passed to get all the surveys done, uh, the, and they're quite pricey, uh, because we have to have an environmental impact survey, all these things. And I'm going to get into this, but I got to share this because it's a little housekeeping, but because it's going to bless you what God can do when you take a step of faith. He has done this in this church time after time after time time. When we move, he moves. Um, and uh, so the board passed to, to pursue those things. And uh, I'm just going to cut the story short. Within three days, I had two different individuals approach me and this church was blessed with $15,000 in three days. In three days. Um, so that we can pursue what we said we were going to pursue, and we are pursuing it because I'm going to tell you something. I believe the more we move towards it, the more God is going to move, and you're going to be blown away, and I'm going to be blown away because I'm going to declare it once again. We will walk in that building debt-free so that we can put our resources towards things like we're doing right now. Instead of paying on a payment, we need to be ministering to a community. Amen? That is what we were called to do, and that's where I want our, our funding to go, not paying for a, a, a payment on a building and, and being stretched to do ministry. So with that said, God's moving. Let God move on your heart. Through that sharing of that, uh, God has, that God has moved in that way. Uh, I've had others step up to the plate and I'm telling you, things are happening. Things are happening. And, and so get excited, move forward. If God is dealing with your heart about stepping and, and putting your faith into action, act. Because he will react to your action. And that's all through the Bible. Every miracle be, happened, not because people sit back and sit on their hands, but because they move forward. They move forward. And, and so we've cited those. Now, let's jump into this because at 4 a.m. the Lord dealt with me and I just entitled this, Do You Have a God Thirst? Do you have a God thirst? So, um, you know, I, I was joking with them that I have seen so many of these that I've tried, you know, trying supposed to be safe to drink, and I, I don't drink trying water usually, but, but I'm going to just say I'm almost considering going tap. 
because I'm so sick of bottles of water. So anyway, because we've, we've dealt, dealt with so many. But I began to, to ponder that thought of thirst. Um, it's been very difficult for our community. It's been very difficult. You know, we've been without power. You can go without power. You can, you can make do without certain things. But when you don't have water to drink, buddy, it gets frightening. It gets scary. And I don't know the people that, how many people we've had come up to the cars and when they say, can I have some water? And we load those cases in, tears begin to stream down their face because they were like, I don't have anything. I have taken water to our elderly and our shut-ins that had no water in their house to drink. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying it's a scary thing when you have nothing to drink. And so I got to thinking about that, and, and the Lord was just dealing with my heart, and he brought me to two different passages of Scripture, and the first one is found in John chapter 4, and this is the woman of Samaria that had come to the well to draw. We all know it as the story of the woman at the well. And the Bible says, a woman from Samaria came to draw, and Jesus said to her, give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it? that you, a Jew, ask for me a drink, a drink from me, a woman of Samaria. For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritan. And Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And the woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get the, that living water? Are you greater than the fa our father Jacob? He gave us this well and drank from it himself. And, and did his sons and his livestock. And Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. Help me, Jesus. But whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never thirst again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up into eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not thirst, be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. And Jesus said, go, call your husband and come here. And the woman answered him and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you're right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have is not your husband. What you have said is true. And the woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. What, what an incredible understatement. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where we ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You will worship what you, what you, you worship what you do not know. We know what we uh, we worship. What we know for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here that the that the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must not worship uh, must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And the woman said to Him, "I know the Messiah is coming. He who is called and it is uh, called it is." been uh, been uh, he who is called Messiah and he goes on to say the one that is talking to you is the Messiah I want you to understand th that today that God is trying to quench a thirst in us that is more than just a physical thirst more than just uh, a, a bottle of water and I got to thinking about how people got desperate for drinking water we have no clean water to drink that's a like I said a very frightening concept but but as I begin to ponder that 
that in the, in, in the early morning hours, God began to deal with me, and He began to say, "It is a physical, it is a physical thirst that will that will reveal a spiritual thirst in us." Sometimes that God can use this to reveal that there's a deeper thirst in us, that that there is something that He wants to put in us far greater than this. And I want you to understand this morning that God is ready for His church to have more to offer than pallets of water, more than just what we can give that is bottled by Dasani, or as one person called it, uh, uh, Dasani water. We've been joking about that all week. He said, I don't want that. I, I, I don't want that water. I want that Dasani. Is that Dasani? I want you to know God's got more than Fiji water. He's got more than Walmart water. You may say, uh, he's got more than just earthly well water that the church needs to be offering to this community. We need to be giving the living water. But the question is, how deep are we digging into our lives to allow the well of God to spring up in us? Are we drinking from him the way we ought to? Are we drinking from the Lord the way that we ought to? And are we being what God wants us to be? I have two bottles here. One is full. I want you to listen. Not much there, but, but I want you to listen to this. I got to thinking about this. It's just a simple illustration. Everybody hear that? An empty bottle makes the most noise, and I'm afraid the church has been so empty. We can make a lot of noise. We can shout and our praise be empty. We can glorify God and our worship be empty. But Jesus said if we really want to do something that will touch the world and change the world, they need us to give them what can only be given of the Father, for whoever drinks will never thirst again. God is our source today. And he's wanting the church to offer more than just the physical needs being met. But he wants us to offer to this world the living water that is within us. And if we're not careful, we'll make a lot of noise and have no substance. Oh, God help us. We'll make a lot of noise and have nothing real to give to the world that is hurting around us. The church must be more than just, just an empty bottle. We must be vessels overflowing with the Spirit of the Lord. I want you to know there's going to come a time shortly where the pallets of water will run dry. One person told me this week that enough water has been donated throughout the county and is still being donated that we should have we should be good with bottled water up until the, the middle or almost the end of next year. I want you to think about that. Uh, the middle or next of next year uh, middle of next year or the end of next year but eventually no matter how much is given the pallets of water will go away but what Jesus is offering to this community is far greater than a pallet of water for when that long goes away he can place in them something that is genuine something that is real something that is overflowing God is ready for our cups to overflow church so that the world around us taste of him and see that he is good that he is good they came to the church by masses people have come to church this week that hadn't been to church in years <laughs> I want you to think about that. People who went to church this week that hadn't been to church in years. Why? Because the church had what they needed. Oh, you can give God praise for that. The church had what they needed. But the question is, do we have what they really need? Are we doing like the woman of the well and we're just giving them the temporary fix? that will quench a physical thirst and take care of a physical need? Or are they finding in us rivers that are flowing? Oh, my goodness. Rivers 
of living water flowing through us. In the midst of all this, I see Tina's with us today. They've had things going on in their home. Many of you have had things going. Water has been the least of y'all's worry with, with, with Coleman having surgery. I understand we've had a lot going on. We've had deaths in our church. We've had, there's a lot of things that have went along with this. But I'm going to tell you, life is going to throw stuff at you. Things are going to happen. Floodwaters come. Tornadoes are going to hit. Things are going to happen that are tragedy in this life. But I'm going to tell you, the Lord has been speaking to me. So in the midst of anything that's going on, if you'll lift up your eyes, you may it may be dark and it may be bleak but if you'll look out on the horizon you'll see something walking towards you and that'll be me I'm in the midst of the storm I'm in the midst of the waves I'm in the midst of all that is going on and in the middle of all that chaos comes the peace that passes all understanding amen Jesus is our source that never runs dry God said, my people can will either come. I, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. John 17 is the prayer of Christ when he said that they may be one as we are one. He prayed for the unity of the church, even though the church was just a group of, of, of about 12 guys and a few other followers. <laughs> he said, I want them to be one, Father, as we are one. You see, I don't think he was praying about the disciples' unity. I think he was looking way down the road throughout history and he's saying, Father, there's going to be a fragmented church one day. It's going to, everybody's going to want to sell their brand. Everybody's going to think their brand is the brand that is best. And you know what? I, I, I'm glad if you go to Harvest, you're proud of your church. You, there's a good pride and there's a bad pride. A good pride is be proud of where you go to church. A bad pride is thinking that you're the only ones going to heaven. A bad pride is thinking that God has second class citizens. A, a, a bad pride is looking and saying, well, we got this and they don't. I got news for you. If they got Jesus, they got all they need. We got all we need because Jesus is all we need. And we need to praise God because we have him in our lives. So there's a good pride and a bad pride. But I believe Jesus looked throughout time, saw the fragmentation of the church. And he prayed in John 17 that they may be one. And I'm going to just be honest with you. I've seen the church try to get together time after time, and, and maybe a couple of churches, Brother Wes, will succeed at getting together a few times. But, but on, a, on a larger scale, it, it literally falls apart once you begin to add enough. But I'm going to tell you something. What we fail to do, God will succeed at. And if it takes tragedy to drive his church together, then he'll allow tragedy to come to drive his people together. And I'm telling you, I'm seeing unity on a scale. I've never seen it in this county, and I've been pastoring here going on 25 years. I'm seeing unity among the body of Christ. John 17 will come to pass. Now, I want to end with this. John 7, verses 37 through 39 says this. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood, out, uh, stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. I know some translations say belly. That means the well center of the heart or the, of the life where the soul is, is what, what the Jewish teachings taught. Now this he said about the spirit who those who believe in him would were to receive. For as yet the spirit had not been given. I want you to understand Jesus was here, but Jesus said what? I've got to go away. If I don't go away, the comforter can't come. 
the helper can't come. He says, I got to go away. And that's after his resurrection. He says, when I go, I'm not going to leave you without help. I'm going to send one in, in my place. And who is that's going to be the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit arrives. And why did the Holy Spirit arrive? So you can get a quiver in your liver or goosebumps? No, the Holy Spirit arrived so that you and I might have the power to serve him like we've never had before, that we might be empowered to witness, that we might be empowered to have boldness so that the living water of Jesus might flow out of us. He said, I, this he spoke concerning the Spirit. In other words, he said, out of him will flow rivers of living water, and that the Spirit had not, but it would come. Why? So that because, Je because Jesus had not yet been glorified, he hadn't yet went back to be with the Father. As I've said, pallets of water will run dry, but will Jesus run dry in the church? Will we run out of the source that we truly have? I want to challenge you to be more than just somebody that makes a lot of noise for Jesus. I, 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 I know a lot of noisy Christians but there's no substance in their walk. They always got an opinion. They always got an idea. I've got news for you. We can either have services or we can be prepared to serve. And Jesus said that we ought to be ready to serve more than just to have services. We can have praise and worship all day long, but if our praise and worship doesn't transform in service, in reaching others and touching others, then we are failing to get the point, my friend. We're a noisy, noisy. You say, well, I don't see that in the Bible. Why don't you flip over to Corinthians? And he says, you know what? I, if I have not love, I'm a noisy. Well, he says, I'm a clanging symbol. I'm a clanging symbol. I'll draw attention to myself, but when people finally look at me, there'll be nothing to look at. I want you to know God wants the church to have more than just meeting physical needs. He wants us to meet the spiritual needs. And that brings me to this challenge as we get ready to close. What is the condition of the well of your life? Everybody's worried about the condition of the water. I've heard maybe three weeks their boiling water could be up to three months is what I've heard. I don't know. Somewhere in the middle of that's truth. But regardless of what you think of that, I'm asking you, what is the condition of the water that you, are, that you are giving to people in your life? Do you give joy when you go to your job? Are you a positive force in your workplace or do you bring negativity? Do you bring gloom? Do you bring despair? Do you feed a negative heart in your family? Amen? Come on. Do you provide a negative attitude uh, uh, in your family or in your workplace or at your school? Or are you one that the people around you, they come to you because they're finding something to drink? Amen? You know what? There are people I drink of their wells. Why? Because they thrill my soul. Uh, this week, Chatuga didn't get to have school, so uh, a lot of our volunteers were kids from Chatuga High School, and and, and uh, oh man, Lookout Mountain came, and what a joy that was. Uh, we just had a blast. We just had a blast, but you know what? I was drinking from their wells. Do you understand what I'm saying today? I was drinking from their wells. Have you ever been drawn to somebody because they make your life a little bit happier? They make your life a little bit better? you ever been drawn to somebody because in the midst of chaos, peace comes? You see, that's not them, my friend. That's the rivers of living water that Jesus promised flowing out of them. And I want to drink of that. Amen. But I wonder, what are people drinking out of my life? 
Are they drinking water that refreshes or water that is poisonous to their soul? What kind of water is coming out of you and me? Maybe no water's coming out of you. You know why? Because I like the King James Version in this because it uses a present tense continuous in the Greek, which says, for whosoever drinketh, that's a nice word, isn't it? Drinketh. What it means is it's present tense. You got one, one sip won't do you. You've got to continually drink of him in order for it to produce a river in you. In other words, there's a lot of people that think I go Sunday morning, I'm good all week long, and then you come in and you are spiritually dehydrated. Amen. I was going to say a lot of y'all look like raisins, but that was mean, and I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> I just won't go there. Amen. What's feeding your life, but more importantly, what, is, what, is, what are you feeding others? So today, my challenge is simply this. How does the water taste in your life? How does the water taste? Will you stand? Somebody said there needs to be more floods. Pastor preaches shorter. No, there doesn't. I'll shorten them up to keep that from happening. But I know this might not settle with you, but if, that brought, if, it's, if that's what it takes to bring unity, if that's what it takes to push us together to do the work that needs to be done in this community, and to love, going, going a few days without, without, you know, showers in our home and having to go somewhere else to shower, that inconvenience, yes. But what if it produces revival? Is it worth it? Drinking out of a bottle of water and not being able to trust the water out of your tap. If that brings revival to our community, is it worth it? If it, if it changes hearts, is it worth it? Like I said, people have went to church this week that haven't went in years. You say, oh, but they didn't get any singing. And they didn't get any preaching. Lord, I hope they got a lot of preaching from our lives I hope they got a lot, of, a lot of worship coming from us because Uni's service is an act of worship. I'll never forget this, the college I attended had a, a welcome mat in front of the chapel and it said, enter to worship, leave to serve. And I always thought that was cool till I talked to Tina's dad. And I shared that and he said, no, because service is worship. We should enter worshiping, but, sh but when we leave to serve, we still are worshiping. So you may have been throwing cases of water in people's cars this week, or you may have stopped to help somebody this week, or you may have loaned somebody your showers this week, or, you, or, or your washer or dryer this week, but do you realize you were worshiping God through that? you realize that it was an act of, of service? You say, I, I just don't see that, Pastor. Well, Jesus says, when you did it to the least of these, you've done it to me. He says, Gordon, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I, was, when I was sick, you visited me. When I was in prison, you came to see me. He says, Lord, when was, when was any of these things? When did any of this happen to you? We've been with you for the last three years. When did any of this happen? He said, when you do it to the least of these, you've done it unto me.
man, harvest, what does our water taste like? Does it refresh the soul? Does it revigorate and revive and nourish? I've met a few raisins this week. Well, they, they, they said they were there to serve, but their spirits were ugly. I, I'm just being honest with you, but I'm going to just say this. They were not from this community, the ones I met like that. They were ugly. Ugly souls. But what I've seen in the church this has blown my mind. Come work on your well. That's the altar call. This altar's open to talk with him. Come work on your well. What are people tasting from your life? Are they hearing a noisy, rattling? Oh, I, man, they know how to worship. They know how to praise God. But when it comes down to it, there's no substance there. It's just an empty vessel. Old timer put it this way once to me. He said, an empty wagon makes the most noise. <laughs> an empty life makes the most noise sometimes. The loudest worshipers sometimes have the emptiest souls. And I'm not accusing anybody of that, but I'm saying check it. Make sure it's not just noise in your life, but that there's genuine living water flowing from your life. I'm going to ask everybody. We would like to thank you for joining us for our weekly podcast. We pray that you receive something from the Lord today. Please share your prayer requests and testimonies with us by emailing us at tryonhwc at gmail.com. If you would like more information concerning Harvest Worship Center, you can visit our website at tryonhwc.com. We would love for you to visit us in person sometime. Our services are held at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Children's worship is during our 11 a.m. service. If you would like to give to the ministries of Harvest Worship Center, you can also do this by clicking the Giving tab online. Once again, we would like to thank you for joining us today, and we pray you have a blessed week.